This is the Witch's Magic Murder and Mystery Podcast. And I'm Kara. And I'm Megan. And I've got a mystery. Okay. Yeah. I love mysteries. Nobody dies in this one. Oh. Nobody eats people. Oh. Nobody dies. There's Does no anybody food. eat anything disgusting? I like that you had to stop and think. No, I don't like disgusting things. Okay. Um, no one, No one eats anything disturbing in this episode? Are you not answering on purpose? Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> Are you messing with my head right now? Yes, I am. I've gotten to where I have this anxiety now. It's like, oh God, it's oh, another Kara episode. Here we go. What's she gonna do? <laughs> no, guys, this one's a mystery. Uh, I found a lot of my information on an Unsolved Mysteries thread and Reddit. Oh man, I love Reddit. I love Reddit oh so much, but there's so many rabbit holes to jump down. No kidding. Um, so it's a combination of like a couple of Reddit threads and Unsolved Mysteries because Unsolved Mysteries couldn't even solve it. Oh. Like the TV show Unsolved Mysteries or like there's that website? Like the TV show. Okay. The TV show. They actually did an episode on this. It is the bizarre unsolved story of Bill and Dorothy. I should have paid attention to the last name when I was Googling it. Wack, wait. Mm-hmm. Whacker. Whack. Whack. Whacker. Yeah. Sure. Bill was born March 12th, 1920 in Massillon, Ohio, and was a private first class of the United States Army. He served in World War II. Dorothy was born April 21st, 1927, and they both grew up in this town, and they lived there their whole entire lives. They were married for over 40 years, and they lived, or they lived a pretty, like, normal ordinary peaceful life yeah which is just, just two, normal two people. little lovebirds okay two well, little that's lovebirds yes the end goodbye <laughs> goodbye that's it you're welcome for unsolved mystery of how people can just live happily what is that? for 40 years and not murder each other um okay so they were well liked by their neighbors people said they didn't really have any enemies nobody hated them nobody was like oh, look at that crotchety old man over there angry neighbor blah 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 like they weren't like that i love and this these these seem like really great people yes but then one day in 1984 they came home to find their house was just trashed all their belongings were all over the house and it was just a complete mess there wasn't anything stolen this time uh so they kept it to themselves they didn't notify the police they were like well i don't maybe it was a raccoon or something i don't know <laughs> maybe a dog got in a rabbit like it doesn't dog. concern you uh yeah what do. if they got into your attic and are living there now oh god okay or in your walls yeah if someone has been in your house whether they take something or not call the police call the police they thought it was super weird uh but they were like this town's super peaceful stuff like this doesn't really happen so maybe we just ignore it it, they were like, you know, it's a town where you leave your doors unlocked at night. Like, you don't have to worry about things. And maybe it was just a mishap. Maybe thought they thought they were at somebody else's house and they were looking for something. They just didn't find it. Like, we're just going to go about our business. Then it happens again. And they don't not- notify the police this time either. Great. Because they were like, well, nothing's stolen. So the police are just going to be like, y'all are crazy. 
What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> so then January 16th, 1985, they were targeted for a third time. And they then called the police. And they were just like, okay, we've had this happen a couple of times. We know we haven't called you, but there's some things we got to figure out here. Yeah. We don't know what's happening. That's the other reason why you should call the police every time. Because you need to create a file of information. Yes. yes. Yeah. They need to know all the context of what they're dealing with. Right. The police were just like, we can't find anything. We don't find any fingerprints. We can't find any evidence that leads to any persons outside this home. Things just kind of stayed quiet for six months after that. They were just like, I would have to. Yeah. I would be such a wreck. Yeah. July 1985, Dorothy was at home. She had gone through a heart surgery. So she's just like sitting at home trying to like take it easy. Everyone in the neighborhood knew, you know, we just have to like let her heal. We're not supposed to bother her. You know, the neighborhood gossip. You want to go sit on the neighbor's porch, like chit chat. These are like little old ladies. So she was kind of surprised when there was a knock on her door. There was, she said there was a young Caucasian blonde man she had never seen before. And he asked through the door if he could use her phone. He said his car had broken down and he needed to use the phone. So she was like, "Mm, I don't know, but he looks super normal. He's clean cut. She didn't say he was threatening in any way, so she let him in. She went back, sat back down, because, you know, heart surgery is a big thing to heal from. She thought that he had heard her, heard him say goodbye and hang up the phone, and then she didn't hear him after that. So she was like, okay, well, maybe he left, but he didn't thank me. So she got up to see. He didn't thank me, so he's clearly not left yet. He's clearly not left. He didn't thank me that for allowing him to be here. So then she was like, well, I mean, maybe he just left. Maybe he was rude. But, I mean, he used my minutes on my phone plan. So, whatever. But then all of a sudden, she fell unconscious. as Someone managed to walk up behind her unnoticed and hit her over the head. Oh, no. She woke up on the kitchen floor, bound and gagged. No one was in the house, though. She was able to crawl to a kitchen window that was sprawled open. And she yelled for her neighbors. And they immediately called the police. So then Bill and the police and the medical assistants arrived at the residence and she was able to give them a description of the attacker. Like I said, he was a Caucasian, blonde hair, blue eyes, approximately five foot nine, and she thought he was about in his mid-twenties. And then Bill was like, wait a second, there is an antique watch missing, a movie camera missing, a radio scanner, and his twenty-two caliber revolver. They were all gone. Then there's a message written in crayon on the kitchen wall, and it said, cheaper, but we'll do. What? Cheaper, but we'll do. So the message written on the wall was obviously pretty vague, uh, but law enforcement was like, okay, we're going to just go to some pawn shops, see if any of these street dealers have tried to turn in anything, see if anything's been sold. Sold and stole. Stole Stole. sold. Stolen sold. Maybe we can find our suspect that way. But nothing was turned in. Nothing was ever sold. They then started getting harassing phone calls. It was all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Um, Sometimes the person on the other end would be like super quiet. Other times they would breathe heavily. And um, sometimes they would start swearing at them. They would start threatening them, saying offensive things. They would mock them before hanging up. And I'm like, how are they, what are they saying to mock them? Like, 
This feels like the Watcher house. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Weird. Really weird. Um, so the couple tried changing their phone number several times. Calls kept coming in. It was during this time that items had been stolen, started appearing back on their doorstep. And each one was carefully wrapped in a plastic shopping bag and wiped clean of any fingerprints. So they were like, mm. this is like, this, this person's going out of their way to make this. Yeah. And like, why? Why are these people being targeted? Also, why would you come in there like she's seen you? Yeah. And you knock her over the head and tie her up and leave her in the kitchen, but you don't. Yeah. Like you leave her alive. Yeah. Why? Why? Why did you do any of that? Exactly. That's why it reminds me of the watcher. Cause like these people are being targeted and you just have no idea what the point. Yes. Is. Yeah. So then months went on and this, the phone calls continued. And then all of a sudden, random hours of the night, they would start to hear loud pounding on the outside of their home. So Bill decided to install security lights outside, like super bright security lights but it got worse one morning bill went outside and was on his front porch he found a handwritten note that said your lights are a laugh oh my god yeah they discovered more and more notes on the porch that were later examined by law enforcement and they were hoping that they would find some fingerprints on it but they never did so like i said all these things just continued to like the stolen items and missing items continued to show up on the porch it was just like piece by piece by piece it was all being returned yes so they hung on to it it's like they stole it just to yeah hold on to yeah so weird so weird they didn't do anything with it yeah they weren't trying to sell it or they weren't using it for anything yeah it's like just some weird like we've chosen this couple to pick on yeah so then it's been months, even years, and it never stopped. Like, it continued for forever. Eight years after her initial assault, July of 1985, she was attacked once more on Wednesday, October 27, 1993, where she was admitted to a medical center for a concussion and skull lacerations. And authorities were just like, you know what, this is getting ridiculous. We think that Bill is an abusive husband. Well, I was just getting ready to ask, where is her husband? Yes. Like, when she's being attacked twice now. Yes. Why wasn't someone home with her when she's recovering from heart surgery? Right. But he, both Bill and Dorothy denied all the accusations of his abuse. But if you're in a domestic violence situation and he loves you or she loves you, you don't think that they're harming you on purpose. You did something wrong. So maybe that was it. They denied it. Or, yeah, or it you either blame yourself or you're just like, yeah, yeah, this will get better. Yeah. But I don't want him to get in trouble. Or yes. if I tell people, he will hurt me worse. Or if I tell people, they're not going to believe me. So I might as well just keep it to myself. Because that is a common experience. Yes. The following month in November, Bill came up with this plan to include tons of family members it consisted of six members paired in twos with walkie-talkies. They were assigned different positions to watch the home overnight, hoping to catch this person. After hours of waiting, there was no activity. They were just like, we're all going to bed. This is ridiculous. We're not going to find anyone. But that same night, when they were all asleep, they were awakened by loud banging sounds on the front porch. He ran to the front door, and by the time he got there, 
the person or whatever was gone. Um, but there was a note that said, get the message. Oh my God. Get the message. I feel like huh? they were living in the attic. <laughs> yeah. Um, it said that was the last reported activity from this person harassing them. Their, like I said, their story was featured on the show Unsolved Mysteries in May of 1994. It got tons of attention, but nobody was ever to find closure for the family. They, Bill passed away five years later in 1999 at the age of 79, and Dorothy passed away July 22nd, 2010. And they stayed in that house the whole time? Yes. As as yeah. Why though? Why wouldn't you move? I mean, I guess I you're like, this is my home. This is my home. Yeah, yeah like, why would I let that person take this away from me? So it said that, like I mentioned, police kind of thought that Bill may be the person doing it, but also if he's asleep in the bed and they're both hearing those noises, I don't know. So then other people say that when they involved the family, it says that it's odd that despite receiving a blow to the head and knocked her out, she didn't have serious injuries. Taking a blow that knocks you out long enough to be bound and gagged is usually fairly serious. I also found it odd that whomever saw fit to ransack their house did it three times. Typically, professional thieves knock over a couple of choice houses on move and move on. But when I consider that it might have been a family member, this detail makes more sense. I have several friends that have been robbed by family members, often more than once, as the thief usually only takes what they feel they need at the time. This fits in with the random return of stolen items and the taunting messages. This part feels personal. This is the part that makes me feel strongly that this was a person known to them. When I see the stalker then continues to call them after they change their phone number, I'm fairly certain that this person had an in somehow with this family. It would take a lot of footwork to get their number that reliably at that reliably after multiple changes and then they all the reddit user also went on to say one could also argue that the ability of the intruder to slip past the stakeout to leave that note could point to one of them being the perp if it was someone in the family we still don't know why they would have relentlessly terrorized the couple over the course of years and indeed we don't really know anything at all we're left with all sorts of questions. Who was this mysterious, twisted stranger? Did he have an accomplice? What was the purpose of tormenting, playing mind games, and psychologically and even physically attacking this peaceful old couple over such a long period of time? What was the meaning of those messages and the writing literally on the wall? Why were only those few miscellaneous items stolen and then returned in plastic bags? Why were the police unable to get a single clue um, despite never-ending incidents at the house, nobody knew then, nobody knows now, and it just remains an unsolved mystery. If it was somebody that knew them, that might also explain why, like, they knocked her out. Yeah. But then she saw the guy who came for the... And she claimed she had no idea who it was. Unless that person let the other person in that knocked her out as they were walking out because they knew she was... Yeah, to rest. That could be. Or so she was like, didn't even see that person. You just get in the house to kind of scope it out, see if there's yeah. somebody else there, and mm -hmm. if there's not, then we'll I'll go come in. in. Yeah, because if I come, she'll recognize me. Right. That's sad. It's sad so to see someone who knew them. I know would do that, and then returned their stuff. That's so weird. That is very weird, because you would think that if it was somebody like malicious, they would keep it as like a token, right? Yeah, 
I mean, the whole point that they kept coming back is really interesting because you would think unless you were close to the situation and knew all the things being done, you would be afraid of being caught. Yeah. And they weren't. No, they didn't Like somehow they knew that was not a thing to worry about. Yeah. So yeah, I agree that it was someone close. Yeah. But man, how awful. Well, and how is no one ever like talked about it? How did that person keep that to themselves for that long? Well, and if we're going with the whole thing that we were talking about with the blonde guy, Mm -hmm. then it had to be more than one person. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's so weird. So weird. And creepy. Uh I just can't imagine, like, the whole idea, you know, this with this one and the Watcher House and then that Patreon Spider-Man one. Yeah. Just the whole idea that your home isn't safe. Right. Is terrifying. Stranger danger. Like, you should all feel like your home is safe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not so mad at you about that one. No, it's good. <laughs> um, yeah, that was good. It's that so was crazy. It, it really gives you a lot to think about. Don't let people use your phone. No. Come in your house. Don't let people come in your house. Don't let people use your bathroom. I don't think it's a thing that would happen now because no, nobody has home phones. No. I mean, there are people randomly. My right. pop also has a home phone. Right. But he wouldn't let you in his house to use it. No. I don't think. Papal knows better. Papal knows better. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, that was interesting. So wild. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. All the usual things. You can find all the links to everywhere in the notes mm-hmm. to our podcast store, the yep. Patreon, the Facebook group, which is super fun. It's so much fun. I really love it. I really love how it feels like I know so many of you. Yeah. Uh, and those of you who have been with us since the beginning, we do know you. Oh, and, and there's some... Uh, listeners in there that have posted some like creepy ghost stories of their own and I yes love so I love much. that too I love it when you guys share your own stories yeah whenever we ask um if you guys have any stories I do love it when you send us like popular well-known stories in the news from where you are or stuff that you've just heard yeah. in your life but I also love it when you tell us like here's this creepy thing that has happened. happened to me or is happening yeah. to me it's not like unknown whatever yeah. i just like to hear your personal little creepy stories too right. or funny story I, I, I want every weird story you've got you yeah know? so feel free to send us anything you want all the things i do love reading them yes um yeah and we just appreciate you for listening we appreciate you for being here this has so been much a heck of a month putting mm-hmm. out so much content oh my gosh yeah and it's fun though i mean you know like i love it yeah. it's worth it because it's a lot of work but then we put it out and you guys are so excited receptive about it. Yes. and to hearing your reactions to some of the things, like the whole Janet thing. <laughs> so many of you. Janet. In the um, Isabel episode, yes. if you guys are looking, Isabel Gowdy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hilarious. And I just love it. I love it when you guys um, just take laugh at the jokes. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Okay. Uh, we love you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>